1: You're the mom, the maid, the keeper of the cookies. You do it all and you look good doing it. It's parenthood on a mother level. Here's your host, Denise Hanitka. This episode of On a Mother Level may contain adult conversations regarding the magic of Christmas la 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 a christmas episode it's episode 60 of on a mother level hey hi everyone it's denise and this is your christmas episode of on a mother level and i am so glad that you are here listening today Episode 60 we have reached here on the podcast, and today my interview is with comedian Chris Schlichting. You have heard him on the podcast before. He's the dad of three, he's a teacher, and he is also a stand-up comedian. And so you are going to hear him talk about how the pandemic has pretty much shut down a lot of the comedy gigs that he used to love doing. So he's doing a different type of gig these days, so he talks about that. I share with you a little Christmas miracle that happened to me this week. In addition to a sizable mom fail that I had um, also this week. Chris talks about a heartwarming moment that he had with his 14-year-old daughter as of late. And um, we just kind of share the um, highs and lows of trying to find that perfect gift for our loved one this holiday season. So whenever you are listening to this, I hope it brings a little laughter into your life, whether you are hiding from your family after a long day of family small talk conversations or whether it's next week the week after Christmas and you have some free time because you've taken the week off work and you just need a little break and um, a little escape so I hope I can be that for you and I appreciate all of your support today this entire year and beyond. So for our 60th episode, I say thank you and hope that you will check out the show and listen to some preview clips on Instagram. It's at on a mother level, so please give me a gift and give me a quick follow over on Instagram. Thanks so much and here is Chris. Well, I really want to start because you're going to take over with the funny, but I'm going to tell, I want to start with my Christmas miracle story. I had a Christmas okay. miracle happen to me a couple of days ago and uh, I can't, I can't believe that this happened. So I'm sure you've been there where you're loading the kids in the car, or maybe not so much anymore, but loading the kids in the car, you've got stuff all over the place, everybody's yelling, I've got to get them out to Muscatine to my mother-in-law's. And so I drive them out there on Saturday, and I'm going to drop them off there for a few hours, and I'm going to head back to downtown Davenport. I've got a little shopping to do. So I drive out to Muscatine, drop them off, leisurely drive myself back to downtown Davenport, and I'm sitting outside one of the stores, just kind of getting my purse together, and I'm trying to think, where is my wallet? Oh,
0: no. Where
1: could my wallet have been? Because I had to go back inside to grab it. And then when I went back inside to grab it, I put it on the roof of my car to buckle in Abram. Oh, no. And that's the last place I saw it. And I'm thinking, God, where could it be? If it was on the roof of the car, where could it be now? And then I remember, I remember a flash in my rearview mirror of like white receipts but I but it was like where did that happen I remember seeing it and thinking I must have run over something but where was that so I'm frantically angrily just swearing up a storm driving back to where I think it was and sure enough in the ditch is my wallet Every credit card and coffee punch card I've ever had, every rewards, whatever, Costco card, is all in the ditch. Yeah. But it's all there. (laughs) Every single old receipt (laughs) is all in the ditch. But it sat there for like three hours. And it was all there. And I can't even believe what a Christmas miracle it was after like the stupidest, stupidest mistake. <laughs> so that's my Christmas miracle story. I'm so Yeah, relieved. that could have, been,
0: could have been a huge headache. Uh, we've that, been there.
1: At, like four days before Christmas, like going to the DMV, I can't imagine a worse experience than that.
0: Yeah, and I like to imagine you were like maybe two punches away from a free coffee, and that's a killer too. You know what I mean? You're so close. Yeah, Actually, I I got a bunch. I don't finish cards. I keep accumulating it till it gets one punch away. Or I have four ones and I'm just, one day I'm just going to treat myself with all these punch cards. Yeah, you spend
1: months working up towards something and then then it goes flying off your roof. I couldn't believe it. My neighbors were rolling up because it was like just outside my subdivision. My neighbor rolls up. He's like, Denise, what are you doing? I'm like, you wouldn't believe it. I can't believe it was all there. I took a really stupid video. Um, of me picking up my stuff off the side of the road. And so you can hear in the video, like my shoes clanking against the gravel and <laughs> cars rushing past. This is me picking up all of my belongings, including money off the side of the road. So just so you know, if you put your wallet on the roof of your car and then drive away, bad things happen okay but thank god my costco card everything's here everything's fine this is just literally the stupidest thing that's happened to me my driver's license oh
0: that's incredible you you lucked out there
1: so much so <laughs> much
0: so stupid we had sort me- of a it was like kind of a similar in like our our credit card got jeopardized i guess and so this happened a couple months ago and my wife was going through like the last purchases and the, you know, cause sometimes we, we share the same a bank account, but sometimes we don't communicate and uh, about what we're buying. But she was like, I think our credit card's been compromised. Did, were you in a best buy in Texas? And I'm like, when, when, have, when have I been in Texas? And then it was like, were you ever at a grocery store in Indiana? I'm like, Emily, no. And she's like, I think our credit card's been compromised. And I'm, and I'm like, what? Yeah, look, they also are paying for the, WWE Network, which was me, but I had to blame it on the other guy. Because <laughs> like, who's paying nine ninety nine a month for the WWE Network? I'm like, I, this guy is a rascal. We got to shut this card down. <laughs> I totally blamed it on this other guy. <laughs>
1: totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I'm sorry about your programming. That's probably I know. Gone now.
0: I know. It's gone. It is gone. I got to watch a couple of uh, WrestleManias though. So.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it's okay. That's um, out of all the pandemic purchases. You know, nine ninety-nine a month, that's not a huge hit. So that's
0: okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I, I couldn't look her in the eye. I had to I had to blame it on the other guy, the criminal. He's got an extra charge. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do you do on um gift giving, especially for like your kids and your wife? I found a, a funny tweet that I'm gonna read you real quick, and hopefully this is not you, okay? Okay. Here's a marriage tip. If you need a new can opener, just get the new can opener. Do not give the can opener to your wife for Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. So you're that's, not that's planning good... like on a nice Dyson or some some sort of housekeeping gift, are you?
0: No, my my wife, as much as I love her and we have, you know, we we get along great. She is really hard to shop shop for. She keeps everything kind of close to the vest and stuff. This is so, so irritating. I really, Go on. I, I have to get creative and stuff because she always comes through for me. Like she'll give me something really nice. And I'm like, darn it. I have the can opener for her. You know what I mean? So I'm really... I'm really trying to be creative this year, uh, and I, I think I'm pretty happy with it. So.
1: Oh, you nailed it this year.
0: I, I think so. So I, I, I think I can go ahead and tell you because uh, don't 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 release this until after Christmas.
1: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> great. Well,
0: so I got I I got some original artwork done. Uh, Johnny Clooney. He's a local artist. He did the Welcome to Davenport sign. Um, yeah. Crowder stuff. So me and my wife love Halloween and one year for Halloween, we went as the people from The Shining, Jack and Wendy uh, Torrent. And it's just a really fun picture of us. And he did like a, he, he did it all. He illustrated it and did a real cool uh, illustration of that. And so I'm going to get it on a canvas print and I'm going to give it to her. And I, I feel really good about that. So yeah, I'm pretty stoked.
1: That's great.
0: Yeah, I'm See, initially, I
1: thought I was irritated by this whole my wife is so hard to shop for because I just find that to be the biggest bunch of BS ever. Number one, <laughs> women like so many things. Mm-hmm. We have more categories of things we like than men do. I mean, if you could just list them all out. Makeup, jewelry, lotions, gift certificate. We, we like all the things, okay? And then, not to mention, everywhere you go, some like – poor guy can walk in and like the lady salesperson is delighted and overwhelmed with joy to help you. Oh, the same sure. is not true for women walking in and being like, eh, when do I get my, my husband? Because they're like, I don't know. Cause I don't know what to get mine either. It's <laughs> the blind leading the blind.
0: I can show you around my man cave. I have so many weird trinkets. I am borderline a hoarder. Like I collect so much weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty easy to shop for. And it's very, you know, you go into like an antique story, just give me the weirdest thing and I'm all over it. So I think she's got a pretty good idea. I, I think I have a lot of categories too. So I'm okay. going to defend mankind there, <laughs> at least in well, my case.
1: <laughs> well, then she's lucky. So one thing I did for my husband this year that is a total wild card and I'm just, because he's, he's the type of guy who his hobbies are very specific and it's not a hobby that I can just understand well enough to just try to find something and then not to mention if he wanted it he would have already bought it for himself so he's very difficult so this year one of his gifts is a total wild card i told him last night that if he hates it it's like the biggest waste of time and money like ever (laughs) (laughs) but he loves um he loves crab cakes and his mom makes these fantastic crab cakes i've never tried to make a crab cake i don't have any interest in doing that so but i heard about this place in maryland that overnights crab cakes to you Wow. and they're like straight from Maryland I'm guessing they know something about that over there they'll only do it overnight so they're not coming until next week because okay. they had to pick the day you know and I'm like well there's no point in overnighting them to get there on Christmas or Christmas Eve because I'm not making these crab cakes yeah on Christmas anywho yeah. so I'm getting him Allegedly authentic Maryland crab cakes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a great, I love it. That's a great idea.
1: Well, I appreciate your support because I know you're not going to tell me it's a terrible idea. <laughs>
0: no, I really like it. And it kind of reminded me, you know, have you heard of these things? I thought these are kind of, they're called cameos where you can hire a celebrity. Yes. I really, I, it's kind of last minute, but I'm like, boy, that'd be cool because my wife likes all those weird shows. No offense if you like, like True Blood and Oh Gossip okay. So I just wanted to find maybe a random celebrity on there, maybe not a main character, because I imagine the lesser character you are, the cheaper it is, <laughs> but just get a, get a cameo <laughs> and pay him a little extra to say a nice thing about me, the husband, and how nice for I sure. am. But, uh, and that's something I want to take into consideration, maybe for an upcoming uh, birthday or uh, Mother's Day. I think that's kind of
1: a neat idea. Yeah, that's a very cool idea. Why aren't you on Cameo? You could probably make a couple bucks on there.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Let's let's push my cameos. <laughs>
1: Trust
0: me, I'd be willing to do it. I have had a couple of uh, weird things which make me feel totally uncomfortable. Where companies hire me, you know, to do comedy at their work things via like this, like a Zoom meeting, but then they want me to pretend that I'm a new employee, and so I get introduced as the newest hire, and I'm just supposed to be like obnoxious and rude, and not the ideal hire. And I, right. I, I absolutely hate it because, number one, that's not my persona. Yeah, I'm not really a rude person. And then, two, it's just all improv. And I'm not really good at improv. I can plan out jokes and write them. But, uh, like, three times I've been asked to do this. Like, hey, here's your new personal banker. This is Chris Schlichte, And I'm just like, hey, guys, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't even know how to count. And, like, just being totally <laughs> stupid. And people – don't know it in the worst is people don't know it's a joke so they're you can see them in the little squares getting mad or confused or maybe their cousin wanted the job and didn't get it and i got it's just really (laughs) weird i'm like can we please let them know that this is a joke i hate it but that's what they want me to do i can't believe
1: this has been a like a a hire for you a couple of times it wasn't just one kooky boss like this is an epidemic
0: And I'm like, can I just go on and do like, you know, 15 minutes of comedy? And they're like, we thought it'd be really funny if you pretended to be the newest. I'm like, no, it's not fun for me. It makes me
1: nervous the entire time. Like, no. (laughs) Also Okay, so walk me through this. You're like, you're hired to be like undercover boss, but like not give out checks. Okay. You're on a Zoom meeting and the meeting is just like regular meeting that anybody has at their office. They introduce yeah. you and then like, what, like, so you, what do you, what do you say? Like, like, oh, give, me do, like give me a little spiel. Give me a little bit of it. They do the
0: whole, like, so the three cases that I talked about, they did like the whole protocol. They go over the numbers of what the year was. And then Which they're like. Which is so oh.
1: boring for you also, by the way. Yeah.
0: But I'll sit there and then I'm like, I'm like in character. So I had to, I'll go on websites and look up the company policy. It's like, basically I have the job. Like I'm training, like I have the job. Um, <laughs> and then they introduce me. And what I do, what my trick is, is I just kind of go into my material. I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. I'm married and I have three kids. And I kind of go into my material. That's kind of safe. But the worst is when they open it up for questions. And I get questions about like, what would you bring to a potluck? And like, where were you at before this? I'm like, I me no likey. I do not like this at all. And the boss is just like loving it. She thinks she's so hilarious. I'm like... You look bad cuz you hired me. I'm a lousy employee. Like, right. It's just awful and I feel dirty and I feel like I just it's not my style at all. But hey, in the end, I get a Venmo for some money <laughs> because I yeah. pretended to do this.
1: <laughs> so how does it go? Like how how does the reveal go? What do they end up saying to, uh, you know, out you and then do, how is it received?
0: <laughs> well, what I what I do to avoid the awkwardness is I try to make it as extreme as possible, as quickly as possible. Like, I remember for the bank thing, I think I brought up, like, you know, casual Friday where you get to wear, like, funny shirts. I brought up, like, maybe roller skating Thursday where you got to bring in roller skates and skate around the bank. I thought it could be more efficient. You could get from one spot to another quicker. And I think people, once I suggested roller skating Thursday, I think they were, like, catching on that this guy can't be real. I mean, I think I was flirting with every girl there. I was like, oh, I'm going to be the really crude like uh obnoxious like guy and i just i'm like and i'm always worried too that he's like okay so they encouraged me to do this but i could see like the boss being like okay this has gone way too far you right. are awful
1: i'm like you told me to be like. So you're like janet what department are you in
0: yeah exactly i'm hey. like hello no yeah. ring on your finger <laughs> like it's just I feel dirty saying it, but I'm like, what do you want? Me, what do you want me to do? <laughs>
1: oh wow! Yeah. Basically, what I'm learning is that bosses are not funny.
0: I know, but and and it's just so weird to watch everyone's reaction. Most people think it's hilarious. You see, you see, like most people on mute, so you see them clapping. But you you see other people like looking around. I'm like, I guarantee you, they wanted this position and to get hired <laughs> or something. Now, now it's a whole other layer of. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like sweating just telling you about it now because I feel uncomfortable thinking about
1: it. So <laughs> I mean, funny. if you get another call, are you gonna do it or are you like, all right, I? Oh yeah, I've done. sure. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. <laughs> in <an heartbeat>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it gets me. It, you know, it. I say it's scary, but it's also kind of exhilarating, and it requires me to put a little effort out in terms of like researching the company and stuff, and but not too much. So basically the less I know about a company, sometimes the better, the more funny, you know, it's, uh, just kind of winging it, but I would prefer just to do straight up comedy. Even when I'm performing on stage, when someone heckles me or says something, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I'd rather just do my material. And that's the same with these, uh, zoom meetings and stuff.
1: It's been a minute though, since you were last on stage. It's been a while. It has been. And it's like,
0: I don't know. It's just weird and uncomfortable. It's like, at first doing all these zoom comedy shows was really awkward. you not getting the immediate feedback. Everyone's kind of muted. And then kind of a bad thing happened. I kind of got used to it and it just became kind of the norm. Like I would sit down on my, in my couch and just tell the jokes and uh, be done. And now it's like weird, like going back on stage and it's, you also know that you're not alone too. Like every comic is kind of dealing with this right now. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like, you're, you're just kind of lost in the shuffle. And I'm really, really grateful that I have another source of income that, you know, I've always, I've always kind of not complained, but thought the teaching kind of hindered my career. Like I, I can't go to LA. I can't go to New York because I'm a teacher, but now I'm super grateful that I have another (laughs) income and another uh, salary because you know, the, the gigs aren't there, there's no work. And this is the longest I've ever gone without going on stage. And I can, at first it was fine. It was kind of like a nice break, but now I can definitely tell something's missing. It's like when you when you don't, when you work out every day and you all of a sudden you take a couple of days off, you start to feel kind of sad or you can't quite pinpoint it. And I really think it's not performing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. any sort of interaction or sort of creative, even like this podcast, it allows me an outlet to try to be funny. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I, cause I need that.
1: <laughs> well, and in a way, like, are you getting new material but then when you can get out and you can be on stage again is anyone going to want to hear pandemic material because i'm already so angry about reality shows and some dramas even that are writing the pandemic into it because Mm -hmm. i like i i don't want any of it i don't want to hear about it outside of living it like i'm physically living it why do i want to watch the this is us people do it
0: yeah. And then it's like, I think on the same tone of that, like I saw an old Navy commercial and everyone was dancing around, but they had masks on. I'm like, I just, oh. can we not, I don't want to cater to this. I don't like it. But uh, yeah, initially the same thing happened when I got married and had kids, I noticed that all my material was about what's happening in the moment. And then I noticed I was writing a lot of quarantine COVID material. And then a comedian I saw posted this on Facebook, uh, Carmen Morales. She's out of LA. She's like, don't, be the comedian that only talks about COVID and stuff because nobody wants to hear it. We want to forget about being in this uh, pandemic, and so try to rise above that and you know write your usual material. And that that stuck with me. I'm like, yeah, I don't. You don't want to hear about this. You don't want to take the easy way out. So I've been trying to get away from writing the pandemic stuff. It's just I don't know.
1: Well, I learned I learned the other day that perhaps like I I don't know maybe maybe I can't take a joke. Maybe I'm just like viewing it too too strictly, but it really, really made me mad the other day when Dr. Fauci was on CNN telling kids that he personally went to the North Pole to vaccinate Santa. And something about the journalist in me that was like, you got to give me a break on this. We, We can't. We can't complain for months and months and months that people are calling us fake news and they don't believe what Fauci says and they're mad about this and the conflicts and <laughs> that. And then we give people what is quite literally the fakest fake news. It yeah. really made me mad. want <laughs> I talk find- about it I on wanna- Facebook and everyone's like, it's such a positive story, Denise. Are you <laughs> so negative? I'm like, yes, apparently yeah. I am. <laughs> I
0: want to find that story and just read the comments. That's, that's all I want to do because I guarantee you people jumped all over that. And isn't Santa magical? Like, does he need it? Come on. Like you're kind of breaking the illusion there.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I feel like all you had to do to get out of that question was just to say like Santa's magic. He's cool. Like the reindeer give him some semblance of immunity. I don't know, but something about like, I went there. It was pretty cold kids. Uh, Don't (laughs) worry. uh, The Pfizer vaccine needs to be stored at ultra cold temperatures. It worked out great. And Santa's back. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't
1: know. That might just be like the pandemic completely taking its toll, but I found no amusement in that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was like when this all happened like March and stuff, it was, you know, sure it was scary, but it was kind of like I don't want to I don't want to say neat cuz obviously it wasn't neat, but it was kind of like unprecedented and it was like, you know, oh, I get to stay home from work. I get you know, you really test how much you love your family and it was fun and it was cool. We were handling it and Then I feel like when the second wave came, I was kind of like over it and just kind of, and the thing that's been tough for me, which has been really playing with my emotions. So we've been in school, out of school, half in school, half out of school. And I just can't get in a routine in terms of teaching. Cause you know, I teach high school too. And I, I just feel bad for these high school kids. And I mean, it's, it's definitely showing up, I think in the work and it's not, and another thing, like as a teacher, you feel responsible, but at the same time, you can only do so much. I can't make these kids get on the Zoom meetings. I, I can't tell how many times it is. I was still required to teach. So I would get up in the morning. I would log on. I would set up my Google Meet, and I would just wait there for two hours, an hour and a half for people to join the classroom. And there were multiple days where none of my kids would show up, but I would have to be ready. Yeah. So it was, it was tough. Yeah. And I, I did not want to be in the building. I didn't feel comfortable. I mentioned, you know, my parents are kind of older. I wanted to avoid being exposed to anything, especially, you know, schools, not the, you know, cleanest, safest place in terms of spreading germs. And, uh, but at the same time, it's like the only way these kids are going to learn is if they're in the building, in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. And- That's kind of what I'm dealing with now. And you know what? The one thing that I kept preaching to these kids too, because I teach speech, public speaking. And for a lot of people, not necessarily us, it's high anxiety. And these kids, you know, they have social anxiety and it's really tough to get up in front of a class and do this, but you know what? It's not so hard to record it on Flipgrid in your room alone and send it to me, which I was allowing my kids to do, but unfortunately not a lot of them took advantage of it. So now that we're back in the classroom, guess what? You got to do it. You got to get up in front of the class. So
1: there's been a ton of focus on how little kids are handling this, you know, cause little kids are, you know, they don't know what's going on and they're so sure. ill prepared to handle changes in their routine. You know, we protect their routine so carefully, but man, I mean, high school kids, it's like, they are, they're old enough to understand, but they're still not equipped enough to live a life with no boundaries. You know, it's
0: it's funny because how (laughs) I always joke about how tech savvy these kids are. But as soon as we have a pandemic and we have to rely on it, they suddenly don't know. (laughs) That's their excuse. I don't know how to use it. (laughs) I can't can't tell many times I'd have people join and they would, uh, you know, they would take the video off. So it would just be the icon or whatever it is. And I'd be like, Hey, Sarah, are you, are you there? (laughs) Like I'm getting nothing. I'm like, you're not, you, you logged in and then went back to bed or left. Yeah. And so I would, I would still teach. I would teach, I'd record it. And then I would put it out there, but, uh, it made you feel really kind of, I I don't want to say pathetic, but in a way it's like, I'm doing this lesson for some, and you know, that's not everybody. There were a couple kids that were on every day, taking advantage of it and you, you still teach. And, um, you do what you can.
1: How do you keep pushing forward? How do you keep yourself motivated? Because, I mean, it's hard to be motivated just to do the things you need to do as an adult, let alone motivate high school kids too.
0: I think you you keep reminding yourself you're not alone. Every teacher is dealing with this, even if you have to talk to other teachers. And at the same time, I mean, I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm doing what I can. And it's like, i don't question my work ethic i just i maybe i question the high school kids work ethic but i just feel like you know it's there if you want it um but now that we're back in the building it's a little bittersweet because it still doesn't feel great but i can see the kids i can interact with them you know i've already got these kids bumping up their grades because you know some kids flat out told me they prefer to do it in front of the classroom rather than record it which is fine um My wife, God bless her, she is a special ed facilitator. So she oversees like all these teachers that are special ed teachers and she has been working her butt off to make sure all these kids, you know, that have certain, you know, disabilities or requirements are getting what they need in order to still be successful. And it hasn't been easy. Like she's usually working till, you know, seven o'clock at night, just trying to make sure that everybody it's unprecedented. No one knows really what the protocol is, but yeah, she's kicking butt. So I'm really proud of her. She's really working hard and helping and as all these teachers we're trying we're doing the best we can so
1: yeah do you feel a little misunderstood I mean for the longest time the narrative was like these teachers they don't want to yeah. do anything blah, <laughs> blah blah like that probably got irritating
0: yeah a little bit and like If anything, through this whole crisis and stuff, it's like we adapt, we're creative, we figure things out. Now, other teachers more so than, I mean, these other teachers are doing incredible things, but yeah, it really makes you sort of stretch your creativity and try to motivate these kids. It makes me really appreciate for what I teach, you know, public speaking and communication. I know that tech is kind of the way it's going, but just to have a personal one-on-one interaction I prefer that and I want these kids to prefer it too, because I don't, it's just something that I think is kind of a dying art form almost, you know, and as much as I say, I'm getting used to these Zoom comedy shows and even like teaching via Zoom or Google Meet, I still prefer to be in the classroom and on stage. That's, that's where it's at. You know, there's yeah. something more. There.
1: Well, and I wonder too, if there are lessons to be learned though, about presenting yourself on a Zoom meeting? I mean, how many job interviews might one day be only on Zoom? And how many, you know, just how to sit there, how to have your background make you look like a civilized person, how to, you know, make your camera look halfway decent, you know, like Mm -hmm. that might be a skill that kids have to (laughs) have in their back pocket, which is sad, but true.
0: And I can't stress this enough. Mute, if you don't want to be talking or heard, Please mute your your computer. And I I say that too. There were a couple of times where I was teaching and I, my dog wouldn't come inside. And I think I was like, "Damn it, get inside, buddy!" <laughs> and and then I, I have to sit down. I'm like, "All right, guys, I just realized that my camera was not, uh, you know, wasn't muted. So I want to apologize. Uh, please, Mr. Schlichting still needs this job. So please, <laughs> you know." Uh, <laughs> It happens and I don't think I don't even think it was damn it I think it was something worse but
1: <laughs> have you had any like zoom fails or like funny stuff you've seen like in the in kids cameras that you're like hmm? I just
0: think uh, the muting is a really big thing there's been a couple of like uh, you know when you when you stop the video you'll see a name or for the google meet it'll be a profile picture or something and there have been a couple of uh, profile pictures where I'm like is that a bong? Like, I just don't think uh, a bong is a professional profile pic or some really, um, you know, sexy anime characters. <laughs> like, it's just really weird and uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of funny. Like, you know, I don't want to sound sexist, but like, you know, I think when the girls get up, they just, they don't do their makeup. They don't, they, they just all frazzled and they don't want to be seen at all. And I get that. And so I don't, I don't require that I have to see you, but you've got to interact with me. you got to, i got to hear you, so you right. got to say something. So that's just one way I try to interact. But nothing too bad. It's kind of weird because, you know, these kids are, like, right in their rooms, and you're kind of getting a peek of, like, their, you know, their decorations and all this stuff. And you're right. You know, you can make the bed. You can, like, especially when you're presenting a speech, you know, just clean up a little bit, tidy up, <laughs> especially in a job interview
1: circumstance. <laughs> oh, God. Can you tell me the story, please, behind this? Why I'm, I'm blanking on it, this Tom Selleck volleyball thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah. I just, you know, we talk about how I just love trinkets. I love junk. I love uh, anything <laughs> that excites me. Uh, Tom Selleck, any Tom, because the mustache. We both got mustaches. Therefore, right? we're lost soulmates. Um. One of my former students, uh, who just got married, actually, congratulations to Amber, but uh, she was doing, she was cleaning at her parents' house, and she just posted this picture of the Tom Selleck picture. It was Tom Selleck, 1984, <laughs> volleyball, honorary captain. He wasn't on the team, but he was honorary captain, and it's just this full-length poster, and I saw it, and then, Denise, I'm the kind of person, if I see something and it just locks into my head. I'm like, I got to have it. I got to have it. I might sleep on it for a couple of days, but I know I'm going to get it. And I can't tell you how many nights I've had where it, I, I buy something. I think of something. I'm like, oh, I wonder whatever happened to that Ninja Turtle action figure. I'm like, I'll go on eBay and see if I can find it. Yeah. There it is. I'm going to get it. But I just reached out to her and I'm like, how much do you want for that? <laughs> and she was like, uh, I'll give it to you for $15. I'm like, sold where am I going? And so that night I went and uh, picked it up and got it. And it's hanging up in my man cave. It's great. I love it.
1: (laughs) Well, it has your face on it though now.
0: Yes. Okay. So (laughs) I have a loyal fan base that (laughs) just are Photoshop, you know, artists and experts. And they, uh, every time I post something, they will find a way to incorporate my face onto it. And To tell the truth, I can't even tell. I can't even... It's a seamless... It, it really is. Although I've never worn shorts that short. <laughs> the...
1: Well, I think you gave that former student yours a story for life, you know, like out of the blue, I get a message from my high school speech teacher asking yeah. for my photo of Tom Selleck. <laughs> I, don't, I think she thought I was
0: kidding. And I think when I asked how much you want for it, she put LOL. And I'm like, I'm serious. And she was like, $15? I'm like, I'm, I'm on my way. What's your address? <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what the protocol is there, but uh, yeah, she's out of school. Like I said, she's uh, got a family of her own now, but um, she wasn't even there. It was her fiance at the time. And he probably thought I was a real winner
1: showing up. Just like, gotta have it. So is it hanging up somewhere in your house right now?
0: It is. I'll I'll show you. But it's like funny when I walk in with that, my wife's like, what do you got right now? And I'm like, I I didn't want to show you, Emily, because you don't understand my eclectic. Don't get it. (laughs) And then my secret, Denise, is I didn't spend $15 for that I spent $13 <laughs> for that I always round down the prices so <laughs> right trouble but yeah
1: what a dream yeah that's hey. uh those are some short
0: shorts yeah I know it's uh Los Angeles 1984 Tom Selleck honorary captain men's volleyball team yeah sure why
1: not <laughs> gotta have it <laughs>
0: Uh, I feel so bad for my kids. They're going to inherit all this stuff when, when, I, when I go away, finally.
1: <laughs> oh, seriously. Is there, do you feel like there's one of your sons in particular that like seems to take a liking to the random stuff and the other one's like more embarrassed about it or no?
0: No, I, unfortunately, I think I'm, I'm alone in this uh, <laughs> venture, but it's funny. I think about my dad who did all this stuff and at the time. Like this is, this is how I know I'm getting older. Like my mom used to collect magnets. She used to have tons of magnets and I used to thought it was so cheesy and stupid. And now guess what? I'm pretty, I collect magnets. Now. I just, I just have a lot of magnets. I'm like, that's a sign that you're getting older. Yeah. And you're really into magnets.
1: <laughs> it's like that. Um, I think it's, is it progressive? The commercials that are like t- teaching you not to be your parents.
0: Oh, those are so, I really enjoy those commercials. Those, those are, are funny. really
1: funny. Those Just are really,
0: really funny. On like helping the like helping the plumber, giving the plumber suggestions. You, you hired
1: him. You yeah, hired yeah. him. We <laughs> he all didn't see ask it. for your help. <laughs> we all see it. We all see the blue hair. We all see it. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah. And I don't know when it happened. Cause I always thought like I'm young, I'm hip. Me and these kids that I teach were right there that we're right there on the same level. And then, you know, some kid was introducing me to his music, which was like screamo, uh, you know, electronica. And he played some for me and I'm like, Oh man, this is bad. But I didn't say that. I was like, I gotta be, I was like, yeah, mm, yeah, you can study music. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> man, I was like, I don't know when it happened. But yeah, I, I think I remember, like, telling my kids once I'm like, hey, guys, um, I don't want to, like, brag or anything, but, you know, I've seen Tool. I've seen Tool in concert. <laughs> and they were like, who's Tool? And I'm like, what? You don't know who Tool I was like, that blew my mind. I'm like, oh, it's official. It's official. I'm lame. I'm a lame teacher. <laughs> yeah, where the heck have they
1: gone? Yeah,
0: I know. I mean, that and always I was never, like, all, a fan. They always, but... want me to do, they always want me to do comedy for them, because okay. I, I make no... I tell them, you know, I do stand-up comedy. I do it, and they always want me to do comedy. I'm a firm believer that if you can make high school kids laugh, you can make anybody laugh. But every now and then, I'll give them a little sample of something, and it's just so devastating when they're like, what? I'm like, oh, man, that joke works every <laughs> single time on stage. How do you not get what I'm doing there? So that can be super frustrating.
1: <laughs> well, the uh, a story that I pulled for you here is uh, a dad who – appeared at his daughter's school wearing a full Buddy the Elf costume and then went full character. So I'm reading the article now. It says, he got into character, loudly exclaiming some of the iconic phrases uttered by Will Farrell in the movie. As soon as his daughter came outside school, he yelled, oh my goodness, it's Elena. I know her. <laughs> when she first realized the greeting, she wasn't sure what was going on. And then she realized who was yelling. What is wrong with you? Those were my first words because I knew this is something he would do, but I thought my mom would be picking me up, and I wasn't aware my dad would be joining her. He goes on to say, "Wait, wait! I want to sing you a song, Elena. I'm here. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you." <laughs> yep, yeah,
0: I've seen that video. It is incredible, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was a punishment or something, but he does. Definitely sells it and goes all out. Now, I have, you know, I have the twin 12-year-old boys. I also have a 14-year-old daughter who would die, absolutely die if I ever did that. And that's another thing that happens. Like, right now, my boys worship the ground I walk on, and Ruby did too forever. But then there's a moment where all of a sudden, my mustache and my (laughs) pajama pants out in public aren't uh, so cool anymore, and... (laughs) yeah, Ruby's definitely kind of in that phase, so, but she's also driving now. So if she wants to drive her with me, she's got a permit, and that's a whole new venture. So she's got to put up with my embarrassing ways if she wants to drive my truck.
1: <laughs> yeah, tell me about how that's been going. I remember the fir- one of the first couple times I drove with my dad and and uh, he still talks about it because when you grow up in the Chicago suburbs, he takes you right out onto the expressway because it's sort of yeah. like, Fake it till you make it, and uh, there was a, a swerve and uh, you know a poorly timed lane change that he still likes to talk about. But how'd uh, how'd she do on that first uh, that first go around? I absolutely well. It's funny
0: because notice how she drives with me. She doesn't drive with mom, and so yeah, no, nobody's funny.
1: driving with me either.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's I, it kind of happened uh, subconsciously, but I've always kind of cater to the boys and Emily kind of caters to Ruby and I think that has a lot to do with I grew up with two brothers Emily grew up with a sister it's just kind of natural but I tell you what it's very it's like heartwarming that me and Ruby have some time it really really is like uh, and she just talks 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 and I I don't get annoyed with it because I'm like dude she's talking to you like let it go and it's funny there was an incident uh, we were driving and she dropped this bombshell. I'm like my little ruby, my my girl. That's uh, you know. She was like, "Dad, when when's the first time you ever kissed someone?" I'm like, oh, and, "And I know." And my immediate thing was thinking back to when I kissed someone. And then I'm like, "Wait a second, why?" <laughs> like I'm like, "Wait, why are we talking <laughs> about?" This? It was just such a nice, pleasant moment. um You know, just asking questions. I don't know. It was really heartwarming. I I remember it forever. And you know, I like just like I round down on prices. I think I round down. Uh, for the kiss age too. I think I said first grade rather than freshman of college. So, you know, just to kind of make myself seem cooler.
1: <laughs> I think it was important to modify that memory. Yeah.
0: And then I thought about how old she was and then I made sure I added like six or seven years <laughs> ahead of that. I was like, oh, I think I was 18, 19. <laughs> Wasn't 14 <laughs> by any means no way
1: <laughs> well yeah i don't know what it is if they feel like a little bit vulnerable in the driver's seat or you know you're not looking at each other there's a little bit of a straightforward situation happening but man that must have felt pretty cool
0: it felt really good and then i i i didn't mean to like rub it in or brag but then i went and told emily i'm like you know ruby just asked me when i had my first kiss and emily was like that was with me right and i'm like yes um, uh, but uh, she was like, I, she never asked Emily that. So it's like a weird dynamic. It felt good that I can be, you know, I'll always be her dad, but I'm a friend too. And I, uh, want to be there for, cause I mean, trust me, you know, since, since turning, you know, 12, 13, 14, a lot of times I couldn't be there for it. Cause I don't know how to be there for it. And that was definitely mom territory. Yeah. I want to be supportive, but I also, I know it's hectic for her and I think we're on the same page and I just don't want to like. I was definitely out on that. Um, so I'm trying to make up for it in a way where I want to be supportive and helpful and not embarrass her or anything. And yeah, maybe I can give her advice through a guy perspective. And I liked it. And now eventually, you know, I told Emily I'm going to have to take these twins around in a car and start to explain to them the birds and the bees. Cause 12, you know, twelve's getting up there and oh. I know I'm not, I'm not looking forward to, it, but I think I can handle it in a way where, I, I won't make it so awkward. You know what I mean? They watch enough TikTok videos. I think I don't have to cover too much. Like, those things are <laughs> awful.
1: <laughs> I do feel like in being in terms of a girl dad, that you would be the dad who, the minute he sees like a risque, um, like Instagram <laughs> photo, that you would recreate it and be like, there, you like that? Do, yeah. do you love it? Do, do you like me dancing on TikTok? Do you enjoy this? <laughs>
0: well, I also think it's funny because, you know, we're out in the North Scott area and like, I think every dad out here is a hunter and I'm sure if any boy brought, came home to their daughter, they'd show him the gun rack. But I mean, I don't, ha- I have a lot of weird stuff. I could show him my nunchucks. Like, <laughs> I have them, but, like, I don't think that's going to be as intimidating, <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to, I still want to be that dad that's like, uh, what time are you going to be home? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like. With my throwing star, just like twiddling. My dog. Just
1: feel like it's a fidget spinner.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Ruby, she's so embarrassed.
1: <laughs> oh, but you know that's all part of growing up is being embarrassed of your parents. Because actually, I think, I think there's something about being embarrassed of your parents that's more of like a, like there's something that actually you're endeared by them. You know, like yeah. It's it's almost like the the opposite of hate is indifference. You know what I mean? It's like if they weren't embarrassed by you, that would mean that they actually hate you.
0: Yeah, I I, I can you know? see that. I can agree, I can agree with that. And I think back, I was never really embarrassed in my parents. I got a lot of my humor from them and like the eclectic taste and all that stuff. But and it's funny because I always think you know a lot of kids. It's always worse in your head than it is. I don't think kids really care about what your parents do. we all have parents, so I'm sure they all weird to some degree, but yeah, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Do you have any idea when you might perform next?
0: I've been really uh, close with the owners of the Renwick mansion in Davenport, Iowa, and we've been doing a lot of shows, but you know, there's always these new standards, you know, whatever the governor is saying at the time, but I think we're going to try to get something going again in January. And I don't think I've ever said this in my 15, 16 year career, but they were like, well, Chris, do you just want to headline it? And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> like I'm so rusty. And I've just, I feel like so ashamed for even saying that, but I just, and I will, I probably will. Cause I just, I know I can handle it, but it's just weird. It's scary. It's, uh, you know, you want to say it's like riding a bicycle, but you know, you get on that bike, it's still, you still forget a little bit how to balance and, uh, so yeah, I, hopefully in January, we'll do something again. I
1: Yeah, well, I'm do, very hopeful. I'll do your
0: podcast again. That'll be, if I don't, I can do your podcast again.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm blowing up. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> 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 well, honestly, like being able to do it over Zoom, I was really angry about it at first yeah. because, you know, when you sit in a room with somebody, there's an energy there. There's mm-hmm. kind of a vibe that is hard to recreate. But at the same time, Zoom also helps you meet people right where they are, you know, and there's like a comfort level there too. So I don't know. I think I'm going to keep doing it this way for a little while. Our podcast studio is totally off limits. We're not allowed to use it. No guests allowed anything. So I've been trying to roll with it. You know, the audio is not quite as good, but if anything, everybody is so used to audio sounding different lately. And I don't know, I think we're, our standards are changing on so many levels.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's good that you're, because uh, I know a lot of people that were doing something creative. You know, I even did a, a podcast briefly during this whole thing, and it's just—it's good to see that you're continuing to do it. You know, you talk about like how you're not blown up. It doesn't matter. A lot of this is just a longevity game. Yeah. And the great thing about podcasts is, you know, they can always go back, and you know, you can start. I can't tell how many podcasts I've started, Denise. Where I just—I always start from episode one, even though that was four or five years ago.
1: Yeah. So,
0: keep, keep fighting the good fight and keep plugging away and. That's what we do, you know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it yeah, it really is a good time, and and it's a fun outlet for me. And it's sort of like you know, even though there's never been more podcasts out there, I mean, every yeah, I single day, some celebrities like, oh yeah, I'm starting a podcast. I'm well, like, great, like thanks for making it even harder on the little guys like <laughs> me. But you know, as many podcasts as there are, there are twice as many people out there looking for content. True. You know, so. And I like the, you know, the parenting
0: concept. I mean, that's universal and yeah. I'm always flattered to be on a, uh, your podcast and my wife's always like, why are you on it? I'm like, cause that's what they want my perspective. You know, uh, they want the father's perspective. So no pressure that I'm the father's perspective, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think it's a universal subject and, you know, as, as a parent, as a teacher, as a consultant, you're not alone. This is like you talk about crazy incidents that happen, you know, and, uh, Yeah, it happens to all of us.
1: Right, right. Well, I'll leave you with um, my mom fail for the week. Okay. Yesterday, Abram was getting on his socks. That's my older guy. He's four. He's getting on his socks and he notices that there's like a small rip in the seam, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I'm a stickler about holes in socks and I normally do not condone <laughs> leaving the house with a hole in your sock. But this one was so small and it was like in a strange spot. And I was like, could we just wear them for one last time? Let's give them this one last wear and then we'll throw them out when you get home. So he begrudgingly puts on his shoes and he's all mad at me because I'm making him wear these holy socks. <laughs> We walk into daycare, and the teacher was like, yay, Abram, it's a shoes-off sock party day. And his little four-year-old face is like, this sucks. And I'm like, why? Why would today be the shoes-off sock party day? Why today? I don't so we go over to his cubby and he's like mom you said no one was gonna see it i'm like wow (laughs) thankfully in his little like extra spare pack in case i pee bag i had a pair of spare socks i was like do you want to change into these buddy he's like yes yes Yes. i do that's what i said earlier (laughs)
0: A little Oliver twist coming up, like slid on his face. <laughs> like, oh, uh... like,
1: Hi mom. Can't I just get a nice pair of socks? I'm like, you be quiet and get in the car. <laughs> yeah, really. That's enough. <laughs> I don't know if he knew about this shoes off sock party day. I never heard of such a thing. Couldn't believe it. Of all the days.
0: Of course. Of course. That's how it all goes. The days.
1: <laughs> so, I will leave you with that, Chris. I um, really, really appreciate the uh, all the laughs today and I hope uh, I hope people I can't believe
0: I didn't get interrupted no cats or dogs or kids came to bother me this is great
1: (laughs) well your cat did spend a large amount of time (laughs) grooming himself back there
0: (laughs) yeah I'm sorry she likes to stay clean
1: (laughs) you know just gotta do you that's what this is all about (laughs) um thank you so much and I hope you guys have a merry Christmas Of course, and
0: if you ever want to borrow that Tom Selleck uh, poster, you let me know. You can have it for a couple of days.
1: Well, you know, there have been some lonely nights during uh, (laughs) that.
0: You have a Merry Christmas. It's great to hang out with you again. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.